Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Kayla McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It is your boy, Austin Cook. And we are back, as in, like, actually back. We are alive. We're here. We're ready to record. I know it's been a long time. Thank you for being so patient. We really, really appreciate it. A lot has gone on. We want to really make sure and be transparent. We're we're all good. We're not shutting down the channel. We're still going to be here. Thank you for waiting for us and we're back we we've gotten a lot of things figured out i've graduated from college i'm starting a new job everything's going to be cool so yeah and we always want to thank you for because i mean obviously this is like kind of a unexpected uh little hiatus because we gave no indication of that when we did our last episode on uh i think it was men in black uh so thanks for sticking around and uh we are looking to be more consistent so that way we can get you regular uh, episodes to listen in on. Yes, it's it's greatly appreciated. And we're, we're talking about something uh, very fun today. We're jumping back into the comic world and we're doing a movie as well. So what we're going to be covering today is Superman versus the Elite. You can watch it on HBO Max. I really enjoyed it. This was my first time actually watching it, but... Now, it makes me want to watch the Elite in live action. I don't know about you, Caleb. Oh, yeah. Especially with all the news that's gone around about, I mean, by this point, like I said, we've been gone long enough, so everyone knows that Henry Cavill's back as Superman. And a lot of people have been pitching this storyline as what they should use to get him to be like his big return to the to the screen, wherein the uh, iconic S and after watching it again, cause I, I had been a few years since I'd seen this and after watching it, I really do think it'd be the perfect way to kind of just remind everybody as we were talking before we recorded that one of the best aspects of Superman that has made him such an endearing character for so many decades is his just absolutely endless optimism for people. Mm-hmm. That's a great and way this, to put it. Yeah, I I think someone to me pitched Brainiac, and that would be cool, but that's more of a Justice League villain, in my opinion. Yeah, that needs to be led up to, because Brainiac takes, like, it doesn't have to take setup, but it's just, he's one of those villains that, like, if you properly build up to him, it could be a really nice payoff. Mm -hmm. Because... There's so much history there between him and Superman alone. And Brainiac is kind of like Dr. Doom. He will throw hands with anybody. He doesn't care. <laughs> and so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, that, like, don't, don't use him too early. You can hint at him. Just don't immediately make him your main villain out the bat. No, that would be bad. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Because like after Brainiac, like your only step up is Darkseid. And Darkseid's kind of been introduced. 
Yes. It depends on what canon, quote unquote, you're talking about. But he's one of those villains where it's like Galactus, where it's like you can't just fight him normally. Like that's a villain you have to build up to that. You have to like actively have be an overarching villain like Dr. Doom. Even I I would say Dr. Doom is a great overarching villain. Yes. Uh, And to that point, that's why I think the elite would be a good like. Uh, a good villain team to help, re- like not reintroduce because everyone obviously that's, there's a reason why so many people are happy that Cavill's back, but just as a way for to bring Superman back and bring in a a villain team that well you can't say grounded because they're not, but as grounded as goofy superhero stuff can be, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, it's still superhero stuff, so there's goofiness built in. But, like, how they work, and basically the way they operate of, hey, we have the most power, so why can't we be in charge? It's a pretty relatable, like, story. Yeah, and it could tie into, like, Man of Steel's ideas about, like, you know, are you judge, jury, and executioner? How do you use your power? How do you use your power for good? And because a lot of people were like upset about like, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Man of Steel, which has been out like nine years now, but he has to kill Zod at the end of it and he doesn't want to. It hurts him. But I think that that would be a great way to play into the conflict if they introduce the elite, because, I mean, he killed a guy and he really didn't want to. They could poke and problem going, hey, you did it once. We could probably make you do it again. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about this movie, too, like, I mean, this movie's like, what, like an hour 20? Yeah, it's it, it very much tells its point very quickly, and then roll credits. Yeah, it, it goes fast, but <laughs> they managed to cram in a lot more than I anticipated, because originally, I was like, this seems like something that should really be, like, multiple movies, and after watching it, I don't think that's the case as much. I like the characters. There could be more to them, but at the end of the day, it's really Superman versus Manchester black. True. And it's, I mean, I guess to use like a wrestling analogy, kind of like sometimes like in factions, you have your, especially if they're a large faction, you have your main one or two people. And then everybody else is just kind of there to be a, shield for them or to be like you get to take the finisher i don't want to take it and uh and that's not so because like to your point if you were to focus on the other make a movie out of this like a live action you could flesh out the other three characters because manchester black gets plenty of in a short movie he still gets fleshed out pretty quickly uh well enough to where you understand what he like who he is and what he does Right, and we kind of meet him at the beginning, too. Like, I mean, he's the character that we meet. So, like, in a lot of ways, like, he could kind of be, like, a protagonist, depending on, like, what route they decide to go with, like, a future movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see an episode where, like, or, like, a TV series with Manchester Black, like, a little mini series as, like, him as the main character. I think that could be interesting, because I think that he's kind of an underused character, especially in modern comics. Like we don't really see him 
often in anything that I can recall. I, I think it's one of those situations where I don't know. Cause like the comic did well, even like when this movie got made, it sold really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of those where people didn't know where else to go with them because uh, to get into it, basically the whole core of what this movie tackles as we allude to earlier, of like, hey, we have the power. Why can't we just do what we want? Kind of oversimplifies it, but it's more of the, when you have the power of Superman, you could literally force countries to not fight each other because you could tell them, stop or else. And Superman's like, that's not how I work. Yeah, Force compliance is not, that's not free will. Mm-hmm. And that's like, so, I think the thing with Superman too, as a lot of people forget is like, with all his power, that's kind of what makes him interesting. Like everyone, I think feels like, Oh, like Superman's boring because he can't ever lose a fight. And I was like, number one, that's not true. Number two, you're dealing with a character whose most interesting aspect is number one, his optimism, his goodness, and his code, his honor, his philosophy. Mm -hmm. He sticks to that because that makes sense. And because he has such a good sense of right and wrong, like a moral compass that really matters. And without that, he would be nothing. He would just be a big, strong man that bullies people into his own ideology. And the whole reason that he works so well is because he knows that he has to be better than that. And the other thing I I love this movie pointed out, because what ends up happening is that like Superman runs into the typical, I mean, what's funny is that when this was written, because that's why when I see people, some of the criticism that this, the comic and then this animated movie brought up, uh, when people are like, oh, what about collateral damage and all of that? I'm like, comics have been wrestling with that for like decades. Are you new here? Yeah. <laughs> and, First time. Uh, I, yeah. But they're talking about that because uh, Atomic Skull is going around killing people. And Superman, of course, beats him, but then takes him to, to prison where pretty clever. They have him like hooked up to where he's powering the city. Yeah. And uh, they're making good use of his powers instead of just like holding him in a containment cell. Exactly. Like if you're going to hold the guy, if you're going to, if you're going to keep the guy locked down, make him useful, which I get that. Mm -hmm. And, but everyone keeps saying like, yeah, but how many times is he going to break out? How many people does he have to kill before we finally put him down? And Superman, like you said, Superman's like, I'm not an executioner. That's not my role. And he's right. I'm not above the law. <laughs> That's He's not Judge Dredd where he can just kill people because, and to quote, I am the law. That, <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely separate timeline and universe that only works with its own universe. And yes. as much as I love that aspect of it and that universe, Superman is different. He it's a difficult question to answer and it's one that injustice tackles too. And I like that it does, but the thing that I also kind of like that a lot of superhero movies don't always answer or explore, there is no easy answer. Exactly. And that, and that's the thing with this movie. I love is that they don't give you like a, this is the right answer that you can use in every situation. This movie's like, you're sitting there going, that's a hard question. It's like, yeah, it is. And it's kind of a case by case situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, Superman runs into the 
uh, Manchester Black, and uh, at first, like, and they like you're pointing out, he starts off seeing like, oh, he's going to be a hero, and maybe teams up with the Justice League or one of the many offshoot DC teams that exist, mm-hmm. and then introduces them to his other uh, friends. Uh, it's like you have Cold Cast, which is basically like uh, with electricity. Menagerie, uh, a woman who needs to take a cold shower but has a lot of serpents. And uh, if you watch the movie, you know what I mean. Uh, I just love the guy's name, it's just Hat. And basically, he can just pull whatever he wants out of his hat that he needs. And that, and anything from like weapons to creatures. So when you realize how versatile that is, it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. But, it's, uh, uh... I'm kind of surprised that they don't use these characters more. I'm with you. Cause I was like, cause even the one that you would think, Oh, but there's a lot of, uh, there's other electricity characters like with cold cast. What makes him cool is he can also absorb it. And not just electricity, any energy. He can like take that and throw it back at you. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> that makes him a viable person in any fight. Right. It's it's not just like pew pew like he's not just shooting electricity at you, which can be cool, but there's another layer to it, and I kind of like that as like a supporting character that works. Yeah, it makes them both like he can be both your like your tank. He can be your literal tank, both in like taking all the hits, but also just in delivering damage. Mm-hmm. He's a but, uh, he's a barbarian. But, yeah. <laughs> In D and D terms, he's a barbarian. But uh as they talk, I did love that Manchester Black tried to get inside Superman's brain. And Superman's like, child. No. Little boy. <laughs> and even he's like <laughs> And even he's like, I got some pretty good blocks in there. I'm like, well, Superman is friends with, oh, I don't know, Martian Manhunter, Dr. Fate. Like <laughs> some of the most some, powerful magic users in the entire DC universe. Yeah. Constantine. All, like you ain't getting in there. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. Plus like he's planned for that. He's like, if I get my mind taken over, like, I mean, that's going to be real bad. Yeah. Dark side did that once. It did not end well for a lot of people. No, no. Well, I'm also thinking of that, uh, that Alan Moore comic, uh, whatever oh. happened to the man of tomorrow where yes. Starro took over like his head and they actually did a Justice League episode of it like an animated episode and it was really good but I remember that that was scary yeah it's terrifying but that that's kind of what it reminded me of is like that's terrifying when the most powerful man in the entire universe is literally mind controlled by someone who may not have mm-hmm. good intentions oh yeah it's like is the person mind controlling them good nope uh oh <laughs> and uh <laughs> oh Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, Manchester Black at first, which I love that he goes to, when Superman's trying to find him, he goes to England and he goes, and uh, Black makes fun of him. And he goes, Oh, did you, the guy that has Union Jack tattooed on his chest, you decided to go to England. Lucky guess. Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's funny. Like, whoever wrote his dialogue, kudos. Mm hmm. Well, but, I, uh, the thing I appreciate about like his interactions with Superman is that they give him like a layer of sympathy and I feel like I can like understand him and his teammates and be like, okay, you want to do the right thing. 
Yes, and they do seem they do idolize Superman because they're just like, hey man, you're the you're Superman. <laughs> like, of course we know who you are, and uh, uh, and that's why they even joke that one of the few times Manchester Black is speechless is when Superman first shows up. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's the time it's going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough, right? But, uh, of course, over time, uh, and you, you have some cool moments where it shows them actually, like, helping and helping people. But then you start seeing, like, they're not afraid to be a little more, well, they're not afraid to be lethal. And As in take murder. the mentality of, yeah, take the mentality of, uh, well, the problem's gone if they're dead. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, There's a banger of a line that he delivers, and I wasn't fully expecting it, but I was like, it, it might get brought up. You don't know. But when he's like, you can't just go out there and do those things, and he's like, doesn't the American government do that? And I was like, yeah, that's gonna shut you up real quick. <laughs> like, oof. but I'm, I'm like, but that's also to me like little kid logic of like, but Tommy gets to steal. I'm like, I don't care what he does. Right. He just didn't have an answer to it because he was like, oh, well, you're not entirely wrong, but you still don't get, yeah. like get to do that. And also, the oh, yeah, like part of the problem is that like they're also just lumping in Superman with America. And the thing with Superman, especially over time, he's far more of an international character now. Like he stands for truth, justice and a better tomorrow and not just the American way, like a better world overall. And that gets complicated that, you know, it's different everywhere has different viewpoints and cultures and ideas and contributions. And I think part of what makes Superman so interesting is that like, he wants to preserve all of that, all of the good stuff he wants to preserve. And I also think that some of this movie shows that other just superheroes in general don't always show is, how powerful being surrounded by good people helps you. Because mm-hmm. Superman does have moments of doubt of like, am I on the right side here? And between his dad, uh, Paul Kent, and between Lois Lane, they kind of help reassure him of like, hey, you're doing the right thing. And even like his dad was like, hey man, I, th- I can't remember the exact words, but he gives a really nice little like, pep talk where he goes, Hey, sometimes people forget the, he goes, you're kind of like the old reliable that everyone knows they can depend on. So because of that, they kind of forget how use how much of a use you have or how much of a use you fill until they don't have you. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come back and he goes, and then they'll come back. So realize, Oh, we do need you. So being like, just hold on, stick to it. They'll see the light. Yeah, times get difficult, times get messy and complicated, and I think that's kind of like one of the interesting things about this story as it progresses, because like they do save people. There's like that whole uh, locomotive, like when he they saved the subway tunnel from collapsing because yes. like terrorists attacked it, and he was like, uh, we're not going to kill these terrorists. That would be yeah. wrong. And they're just like, what if we just make them bleed from the eyes and like you yeah. know, try and torture <laughs> them? And I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) dark. That's one thing I will say about this movie is that like it takes dark turns really quickly. Oh yeah. Like especially with the menagerie. 
Mm-hmm. She's a very much a sadist. Yeah. Well, and the <laughs> thing about her character is that it's like by design. But of course. the part that threw me off, like there's a couple parts and it's like in the beginning when atomic school just started like turning people into ash, I was like, Oh my God. Like right? <laughs> it happened so suddenly. And I was just like, <laughs> Whoa. And then there was when they started like torturing, you know, the terrorists, I was just like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. They didn't even hesitate. They're just yeah. like murder is the answer. Yeah. And of course you find out that they've all had like, well, you don't get all their backstories, but you, you kind of find out through how rough it was for Manchester Black that you can kind of assume it's been equally rough for the rest of them. Uh, if not, maybe more so. And uh, that's why like, they see it as, they look at Superman as like an outdated relic of, mm-hmm. oh, the whole like, we'll beat up, because the very beginning of, the, of this movie starts off with a really cheesy, would make the super friends proud cartoon mm-hmm. of Superman cartoonishly giving out punny one-liners about crime doesn't pay and all this other stuff. Right. right. And, and uh, Manchester black's like, yeah, you're outdated. Uh, you keep throwing the bad guys in jail and they keep busting out. If we just kill them, they never bust out and kill anybody else ever again. Brilliant line of thinking. If I do say so, I know, myself. right. <laughs> it's one of those like on its absolute surface. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Then the moment you go even one inch deep, you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it seems like such a simple issue, but like, yeah, it gets complicated. It gets messy. But in the end of the day, you can't just go around killing people that you don't agree nope. with. And that's why there was that moment when Atomic Skull busted out and he reached a point of power where all of the elite and Superman were actually struggling to fight him, which is just a scary thought. Right. I, they and, uh, Superman look very vulnerable in this. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that too, I would say like, cause I think he was starting to like doubt himself because when they, when the rematch with atomic skull happened, this was after like Superman kind of lost the court of public opinion and everyone's starting to swing over to the elite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did love though with atomic skull when he was beating up the elite He's like, why are the minor leaguers here? Bring me the main attraction. And he's like slapping them around. He's like, I'm not here for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was... <laughs> I, I kind of liked having him as a villain because like he's just the bad, bad guy. Where mm-hmm. like, you know, he shows up and they have to like the big bad guy that they have to fight at the end. But they use him a little bit more wisely than that. And seeing him actually die too, like when he does come back, wow, Manchester yeah. kills him. I was like, Oh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's almost, that I think gets to Superman more than even, because obviously he's dealt with his fair share of like heroes turned villains, turned back to heroes, turned back, you know, he's dealt with that. I mean, He's Superman and he's been all over the galaxy. I think what hurt him the most was watching the swing in uh, the public opinion. How everybody was just like, no, Manchester Black is right. Mm-hmm. And he had that moment where like, there was a senator that got killed who was a huge Superman fan. And he got killed by Atomic Skull. Mm-hmm. And his son was like, and, I want blood. Yeah, and it's that thing of like, yeah, if you just let your 
uh, emotion roll you like that, then yeah, you're just going to go around killing. But uh, that's what got to Superman the hardest was just like, uh, like I said, just the people turning on him. Because then he saw that moment like where the kids are playing make-believe and the kids didn't want to be Superman. They're like, oh, he's lame. He doesn't kill. I want to be able to, I'm like, and Superman's like, wow, it's gotten that bad. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Xbox 360 generation. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, ooh. Oof. Uh, I'm having flashbacks I'm... to... <laughs> 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 but uh, as with anything, the moment someone starts gaining power, what's, what do they want? More power. So Manchester Black, because they, they're like, there's a civil war between two fictional countries, and... Uh, they end the war by killing all the leaders mm-hmm. and telling the people, hey, you're free. And I'm like, but they have no government now. Yeah. What, what are they supposed to do, stupid? Yeah, that's like the big, like I'm watching Game of Thrones right now and I love Game of Thrones, but the thing I like about Game of Thrones that they address is like, yes, freeing people is amazing. It's a good thing to do. But there's more to it than that because you can free people and then what do you do after? Like there's a difference between like being a liberator and then just walking away from it after that. Yeah, be like, it's yours now and do what with it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You figure it out. And it's like, well, dude, I don't know how to fix this. (laughs) Which we talked about like because the comic this was based on came out in 2001. And so we're both convinced this was very much a... inspired uh heavily inspired by uh uh kingdom come because it was kind of it's kind of struggling with the same issues or yeah. similar yeah it, it's not a ripoff but it definitely plays around with the same themes in a way that i think is it, it's definitely influenced but not so much to the point where it's like oh it's just kind of a cash in it actually it, plays it, around with those themes in a way that i find interesting yeah, and I think I've heard, and like I said, if I'm wrong about this, feel free to correct me, but I've heard that, like, the whole point of the elite was to kind of make fun, not make fun of, but to kind of, like, as a commentary on uh, anti-heroes, like Punisher and Wolverine, or anti-villains, I guess, like Lobo, because he's not an anti-hero. And, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so many anti-villain. But, like, the characters that are super murder happy but everyone loves them and this comic and this whole story is supposed to be like do you let's let's explore what that would look like to its logical conclusion when they decide to take over the world because what are you gonna do stop them yeah well when you have unchecked power you tend to kind of lose your judgment and your checks and balances a little bit absolutely and that's when because you found out and, and i love that it does, it does still embrace the goofiness of comics because they have like some weird dimension fish thing that they teleport with, which I'm like, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, uh, they use that to broadcast of the world saying, basically, we're in charge now. Play nice, you get to live. Don't play so nice. Well, I think you've already seen what I can do to people. Yeah, and that... Ooh, that should send a, like, a chill down your spine. That's sort of authoritarian, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those of like, 
Hey, play nice. By who? By what rules? Whatever I decide that day. And yeah, what if one day you lose your better judgment? Exactly. But uh, Superman realizes what they're ultimately wanting is a uh, confrontation with him. And he's like, I got to give it to him. And Lois is scared because she's like, you will not kill them. I know it. So they'll just keep wailing on you until they find a way to kill you. Mm -hmm. And because she goes, I know you break eventually. (laughs) And uh, geez. (laughs) Well, because it's more like someone can't take a hit forever. Eventually something will break if you hit it enough times. Superman is built different, though. (laughs) He does prove that he very much is. I was uh, like, yeah, he's taking a little bit of a beating, but I think that's only because magic's involved. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why she was worried because you have magic users and a psychic. So it kind of bypasses his normal invulnerability. Right. Which makes him great Superman uh, villains. Oh, yeah. And um, so, but he's like, as always, that's what I love about Superman. Even if it knows it could potentially kill him, he's going to still do what he's got to do. And, uh, and I love that he, <laughs> they teleport up to the moon. Cause he's like, please not here with people. I don't want people hurt. Yeah. And, and well, they play into it. I respect that. Oh yeah. And, uh, and of course, but there are cameras. He's like, cause Manchester black is like, Hey, I want people to see this. So, and, uh, and they start fighting and it goes and they're going and, uh, Basically, I mean, to put it simply, Superman gets his butt kicked, but only because he's throwing the fight. Yeah, he's he's hustling he is, them. If we're being oh, he is so honest. holding back. It's really funny. Yeah, I was but, like, um, damn, Superman's just kind of getting trashed right now. <laughs> and then I was like, um, no, there's there's no way. And yeah. I was right. Yep. Though I gotta say, there's the moment though, because Manchester Black does get into his brain. And he looks at him and goes, look, I might not be able to mind control you, but that doesn't mean I can't stir your brain around like a stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that comes uh, back to haunt him. Oh, yeah. And I think the way he put it, he was like, I can't remember what he compared it to, but it was like having like a hundred like aneurysms all at once or something, <laughs> like something crazy like Ooh. that. And, uh, and then, of course, a uh, cold cast hits him with the blast that he describes was the same strength as like a thousand suns. And then he gets up. He's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did love the line though, when like they had the one piece of like red, like tights and black is just like, how does one piece always survive? No matter how hard you hit them. <laughs> it's for, it's for visual storytelling. Okay. I, I know, but I just love it. Like, if you're going to call it out, call it out in a snarky way. That's funny. Because mm. <laughs> it's still acceptable. And, uh, right. Plus, like, it's comics, too. It's going to be a little, like, a little silly. Yeah. There's silliness built in. But like you said, it, it has to give you that moment of, like, everyone just gasping. Because the other thing is, sir, I think part of the reason why Superman allowed himself to take a beating was he wanted the world to see how violent they actually were. Right. And the only way to show that is, well, they have to really beat on somebody. And he's like, I'm one of the, I'm like the only person that can take a beating like that and still stand. Right. Oh, he had a bloody <laughs> eye though. I was like, oof, dude, maybe you could have like, I don't know, 
<laughs> called <laughs> like it a that. little bit earlier. <laughs> I agree. But uh but then as I was still in Austin, I started when he's like, I finally get it now. And he like, you think he turns evil? And I'm like, oh no. He's turned into Homelander or like Ultraman. You never want never go full Homelander. <laughs> oh, I just like I think it also shows like sometimes when people are like, how powerful is Superman compared to everybody else? This little uh, sequence of events shows you how far above he is if you really want it to be. Yeah, and he doesn't even utilize his full power either. It's just he's reminding them who's boss. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like, exactly. That's why I like compared to Homelander or like Ultraman. It's like reminding you who's in charge here. <laughs> uh because like he does like the tornado thing and like with hat mm-hmm. and like literally suffolk pulls the air out of his lungs yeah. so he can't summon anything that was kind of gnarly i was like I, wow <laughs> yeah and uh cold cast like launches him into orbit and he was like where'd he go he goes oh he's in orbit if you have supersonic hearing you could hear the pop as he hits mach 5 Oof. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> That's intense, dude. <laughs> I know. And then for Menagerie, like, hits her with the little uh, uh, needle that basically takes away her power, more or less. And then with Manchester Black, I'll give the guy credit. As scared as he was, he was like, I'm going down swinging. And, uh, but still can't even hit him. Every time he tries to do a blast, Superman just easily bypasses it. Yeah, he just bullies him the whole time. Yep. I love and it. I, did I like, live for it. <laughs> One thing I like, too, is that, the thing I liked is that after this whole movie of Manchester Black trying to t- tell Superman, hey, do like us. Be like us. And the moment Superman even hints that he's actually going to do it, Manchester's like, oh, well, see, you're just a hypocrite like the rest of us. See, I knew you weren't all that good. And it's like, wait, but this is what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why he's the bad guy in this situation. Exactly. And that's what I loved about it, too. Of like, he says he wants one thing, but then when he gets it, he complains about it. Mm-hmm. So, typical, uh, typical villain. Well, in the comics, too, I think he's more of a he's like more of a villain kind of like a super villain role where it's like he can play anti-hero and villain, but like, I think they've had him play villain a little bit more if I'm not mistaken. It checks. Um, and of course, uh, and early in the movie with his backstory, Superman found out some stuff about him. Uh, and, and one of the, like, I don't think this moment gets talked about enough when people talk about Superman feats of just like flexing. And when he uses heat vision, finds the like tumor in Manchester Black's brain, cuts it, so now he no longer has powers. The good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Where he, and he was like, "Wait, how?" Him. Yeah, he's like, "How did you?" He goes, "Oh, the heat vision went in through your pupils, and I cut it out like a scalpel." <laughs> That's terrifying. That's yeah. that is villainous behavior. <laughs> yeah, and of course, then he was like, like obviously upset by that, because Superman was like, "I had to," because like you weren't gonna stop. 
He's just <laughs> slapping him around like a little child. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, everyone's panicking because everyone thought, because it's all on camera, of course. So everyone thinks, oh my gosh, Superman has snapped. But then you find out, no, he didn't. All the elite are safe. None of them died. None of the, none of the civilians died. Because this is full Superman where he has all of his like, robot helpers at the Fortress of Solitude. So he was able to uh, make it work. Because he's Superman and people forget he's actually pretty smart. Yeah, as brilliant as Batman is, Superman is also very smart. <laughs> Right. I, I, well, I think with Superman too, like it's not his superpower. They just forget that he's highly intelligent, especially when like his arch villain is Lex Luthor. Like that's fair. I, Lex Luthor, I think, makes everyone feel dumb by comparison. But <laughs> it, it is kind of unfair because Superman is smart. He just is known for his strength. Yeah, and of course, when Manchester realized, not only did he lose. Like the fight, he lost his power and he also lost the moral argument because Superman found a way to beat all of them without killing a single person. So kind of uh, a kind of a Chad move. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, of course, he has his little cheesy speech about how like, but it is a great speech about like how he's always going to fight every day for people to be better. Because he's like, you know, Manchester tries to say something like, oh, you're just living in a dream world. He's like, yes, dreams are good. Dreams are what give us strength to keep fighting. And that's when you're like, yep, Superman's back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's. One thing that I think I appreciate the most about this movie is that it really understands Superman as a character, as an idea. And the final speech, yeah, it's a little cheesy. It's a little silly, but it does capture what Superman stands for in the best possible way without this story essentially being all-star Superman, which is never a bad thing because all-star nope. Superman is the best. But it is, but I, I am not in the mood to cry because I just look <laughs> exactly. all-star Superman gets me every time but, it is um, deeply emotional but I, I think this manages to counterbalance that a little bit because there's some darkness prevalent in this story but I think that they really managed to find a way to make it still work without being overwhelming and it, it does kind of tackle very loosely some very serious some very real you know events that could happen you know they they use fake countries fake situations but th it does kind of capture the gray area without going too much into it because this is an animated movie it's like course, an hour yeah. 20 so they have to cram a lot of that into it and i'm surprised how much they managed to without it being too stuffed does that make sense absolutely it's the uh it's uh, know know what you want to say say it and then and then be done. Yeah. Don't ruin it by saying too much. Uh, or don't ruin it by over explaining. Like just say what you need to say. And move on. Don't drag. And that's, that's the big thing. Exactly. And uh, kind of a less is more thing. Because you very easily could have. Extended a bunch of uh, scenes. Or a bunch of the. Uh, uh, the dialogue. To further go into the various. Uh 
conversations. But to your point, it might have dragged things along. As compared to this, it moves at a good pace. It has, uh, like I said, dark moments as inspiration moments, even if they might be a touch cheesy. But you know what? I like cheese, so back off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and there's also the interaction between Lois and uh, Clark are hilarious. Yeah, they are pretty good. I'll give them yeah. <laughs> They're like, like, this movie is weirdly silent. I don't know if I'm the only person that noticed that. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing, but it's just something I noticed where I'm like, a lot of the, there's like no sound design in this outside of the action scenes. Like, outside of that, it's just dialogue and then like very little else. And it like threw me off for a second. But there's still like moments where you can like feel them like as characters. You can see them as characters through just their, their dialogue. Right. And, and I liked some of it too, because it showed like, Sometimes, like especially in a movie this that moves this quick, you have to make sure you get a point across about like the character dynamics. Mm-hmm. So the character dynamics of how Lois and Clark are with each other gets perfectly done when they're at the Daily Planet. And Superman's just and Clark's just sitting there typing at super speed, because you know, and Lois is like, wait, I wanted that story. You said if I beat you to it, I get it. And then he just finished and sent it off to Perry. And she's like, I hate the fact that you play fair because now I can't be mad at you. Right. It's hard to get mad at somebody when they have a good point. (laughs) (laughs) When you've essentially made an agreement with them, you're like, well. Yeah. Also, don't get into a race. Like, there's two people you should never get into a race against. That's Superman or Flash. Right. Like, what (laughs) what was your thought process? (laughs) Like, those are two characters to just never race in anything. Right. But uh but just the back and forth, like the fact that even though Superman, like you pointed out, most powerful man, Lois don't care. She'll talk she'll she'll tell him exactly how she feels. Because when Menagerie, as I pointed out, needs a cold shower because she is hitting on Superman the entire movie. There's a moment where she goes for a kiss, like and Superman's like, What is happening? <laughs> Lois is like, Should I be worried? What's her name? Should I put like a gecko on my shoulder? <laughs> What's her sign? What? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's like, it's nothing. I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it is kind of funny how like egregiously she hits on him because I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> read the room, dude. But uh, even the characters make that joke where they keep looking at her, going, like, "Not the time." <laughs> yeah, that. See, but it's like small quirks like that that make the characters interesting. Like Cold Cast probably has like funny enough the coldest personality but they all have something about them that stands out as a quirk because they're not all going to get the screen time that they could manchester black mm-hmm. does most of the talking and kind of pushes a lot of the character forward but there's something for all of them there that really stands out and like is interesting to me and that's hard to find in a movie that's an hour 20 yes and that's to your point that's why you gotta find something i mean because that's kind of all you're gonna get uh but overall, like I said, I think this is a great movie, especially since it's quick. You don't have to sit there and dedicate like half a day or nothing crazy. Like we said, it's like an hour 20. Uh, that's including credits. So, um, and like... Yeah, it's a fast watch. That's like an HBO episode of anything. Yeah. Um, 
I just think it's just a good thing, cause especially since, as we alluded to when we first started the episode, that a lot of people are looking into this as being the potential storyline they might use for Henry Cavill. Obviously, nothing's confirmed. Everything right now is pure speculation. So if you're listening to this years from now, and we were totally wrong, well, we didn't know. But um, yeah, th- was, this is more of just us hoping. Yeah, because it'd be a good one. There's plenty of ama- There's plenty of good Superman stories. But to mm-hmm. Austin's point, because I didn't even think about it, but until Austin, you pointed it out, how like this story can tie to Man of Steel really well. Mm-hmm. Well, even Justice I mean, League too. Yeah, it can be a great way to continue Superman's story while not having a world-ending villain yet. Yeah, because there's more to Superman than that. And it's like, yeah, maybe Mr. Mixoplick is not the best choice. But the Elite would be interesting because it's, you know, it's philosophical as well as physical. Yes. And And I love that because that's kind of where Superman shines. It's not just like a test of physicality. It's a test of like spirit and hope and the mind. Yeah, I mean, I think even with with uh, the death battle uh, matches he had with Goku. Uh, Which he won, said, by the way. I ain't won both. And uh, uh, it's like they even point out, like the point of Superman, it's the, it's, it's the ideals he stands for. That's why he doesn't wear a mask. Because he's, it's, it's him. And it, so what makes his stories good is stuff like this, where it's not so much a, oh, I overpower you. It's he's now stuck with a moral dilemma mm-hmm. where you can see the merits of both sides. Right. It's it's not, you know, super simple, like must beat bad guy because bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like you know, this is messy. This is complicated. This is great. I've said that about a hundred times, but like it, it rings true. Yeah. And that, that's what makes good Superman stories of, him and like I said, and the way he navigates it is what makes it fascinating. It's kind of like what makes a lot of Batman stories good is like, is him not just being an underdog because he's being put in insurmountable odds. It's the situations Batman has to deal with and how on earth does he get out from this? Same with Superman. It's yeah, he could easily like in terms of, I mean, like the end of the movie shows, he can he easily overpowers all of them. That's not the issue. It's how does he teach the lesson he's wanting to teach? Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't get the le- if he doesn't get the moral across, well, then in a lot of ways you could almost argue Manchester Black would win. Right. Well, like how do you adhere to like the faith that you've held on to for so long? How do you show that to other people? How do you put it into action? How does this work? And I just love that they really nailed that. Oh, yeah. And like you pointed out, it's like, uh, it's what the best Superman stories pull from. Like I said, like when we covered Kingdom Come, the day that we will cover Superman, uh, All-Star Superman, I just have to be emotionally ready for that. Yeah, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) But they tackle that, and that's what I love about it. And I know what a lot of people have been wanting from Superman in live action is for him to just be the optimist. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with having moments of doubt. Right. It's when that's all you do. And that's a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. And, and I and, think like 
with Man of Steel, it's not, you know, entirely moments of doubt. It's more of finding who you are and what you need to be. And I think with follow-ups, we could have found that. But I, I absolutely agree with you. Is like we want to see optimistic Superman because that's who he is. Yeah, he's supposed to be inspirational. He's supposed to be like... I mean, there's a reason why, despite how the elite showed how murder happy they were willing to be once given the chance, how they were all awestruck the moment they saw Superman mm-hmm. because that's just who he is. It's one thing I did like with uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League is all, all the other heroes understanding how important Superman is. Mm-hmm. Of like, without him, this doesn't work. Yeah, that that's a good way to put it. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal so and and people just want to see him like that uh as much as people like to make fun of him i think it's one of those things like you you like to make fun of him because he's always there it's consistent and it's like i don't know it's just like you know what you're gonna get and people kind of i think people just want to see an optimistic superman again (laughs) Yeah, and this would be a great vehicle to bring that about, right? And I'm curious, like, who would they bring on to like actually make that movie? That's probably a another episode entirely. Oh, but, I'm sure. Yeah, because I'm I'm racking my head with ideas. I'm just like I don't because I like there's I because I'm like who because you got to make sure you don't make it too heavy handed because mm-hmm. nothing because I know guys like Snyder are very polarizing. Uh, I him with the elite. I don't know how that would go. I'd be curious to see that, but I don't know if it should be the first like incarnation. But now I planted in my head, I kind of want to see that be the thing because I like Zack Snyder. Yeah, I like I know he's polarizing, and most people either love him or you hate him. But I'm just, I just think, I think it could work as long as someone just told Zack, hey. Can Superman be bright? Can his colors be a little brighter? You can do whatever else you want. Just let his suit be a little bit brighter in color. Right. And that's just like a color saturation thing. They can always fix that. And I'm pretty sure he'd be open to that because he did. Well, I'm not saying he's coming back. I don't think he would just because he has so many other projects going on. But I think he did say like when James Gunn was announced as like co-CEO of DC studios. He said something along the line of like looking forward to working with you in the future, something along that line. And I think that gave yeah. a lot of people hope that he would come back to DC. And I was like, maybe if he maybe. wants to. And, yeah. The door's not closed. And that at this point, it's all we need. That's all you need to know. Right. And well, certainly not anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, true. It, it went from being like barred, like and barricaded to it's, it's open. <laughs> yeah. Keys into the uh, mat if you want. <laughs> exactly. And also, I'm thinking, because uh, obviously, with recent movies, people, when they think of James Gunn, they think like, you know, goofier stuff like Suicide Squad or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But Excuse we me. both know the he can Suicide make serious. Squad. I know the Suicide Squad. <laughs> but uh, but we both know he can do serious as well. And I think you just need a situation where, like, have Gunn handle the elite then get someone else to do the Superman part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they work together on it, I'm really curious to see how that would turn out. But like, I'm not sure who they would have 
do it. Like I know, some people have said James sense. Gunn might direct Superman, but like I feel like he knows he's like, I'm better suited to like more misfit characters. Yeah. And Superman is not that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no which I honestly, I would watch a James Gunn Superman movie. Just like, out of curiosity. Yeah. But I don't think that he thinks that it's like his preferred choice. I'm not even going to speak for him. I'm definitely like coming across as speaking for him, but well, like he's a smart well, dude. I, I feel like he would be like, I, I have someone in mind. Oh, well, I also think the elite could. Oh my gosh. And this is just me spitballing. So obviously uh, if I end up even being like 0.01% right about this, I will. <laughs> I'll probably go buy a lottery ticket. But when I think about the elite and like, you know, their backstory and Manchester black being used to do government stuff and all that, I'm like, I feel like you could introduce the elite in a suicide squad movie. I'd be down with that. And then have them be in Superman. Peacemaker. Yep. I'm like, that's how you introduce them. That's a, great way to do it that's so like because they're enough of a threat but they're not like world ending yeah and to the point where like peacemaker tries to team with them and even he's like dude manchester sucks (laughs) you guys are bad people (laughs) (laughs) he's like look i know i can get extreme but at least i'm trying yeah (laughs) i yeah see it's hard to talk about it without like speculating essentially because that's like all we can do but i would love to see them come around because like dc has introduced more characters that are not like you know the main justice league characters which however you may feel about that i still want more justice league characters i want a green lantern movie i want john stewart i want him now but (laughs) i like that they'll introduce like random side characters like oh yeah the mr caterpillar character from uh shazam just a random side character with an evil mastermind caterpillar yeah that's amazing yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean shoot i i think of stuff like uh heck even like with the arkham games when they actually made uh the scarface puppet a big deal in the arkham games right stuff like that is perfect for this like what do you have to lose Polka yeah, Dot Man and, is a major character in the Suicide Squad. Oh, I know. Uh, to the point that people legitimately got behind him. I and know. I you have a Funko me, Pop of him on my wall. If you had told me two years ago, I would care about Polka Dot Man. First off, I'd have that moment from Guardians of the Galaxy where I go, who? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is like we've said in past episodes there's a lot of characters that if you just give them a little bit of spotlight they can i think you'd be surprised i think dc would be surprised how well they can shine like the suicide squad i mean people love king shark i mean peacemaker's becoming a household name granted a lot of that is because it's john cena and even though we can't see him he's amazing um but you took a character like Peacemaker, and he's becoming a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's become a lot of people's like a character that they like. I wouldn't say favorite because I can't speak for everybody, but like, I mean, if you can make Peacemaker 
a top tier character for DC. Anything is possible. Yeah, because uh, look up. Yeah, just, just look up his comic. That, I'm not saying it's like it's a, it's like super terrible, but just look how rarely he would ever be brought up before the Suicide Squad. <laughs> not often. And, I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, and that's why, and that's where I'm like, yeah, just and if the elite worked out really well, you could always find comic book reasons to bring them back mm-hmm. and use them again, and. Because I think uh, Manchester Black, like you said, has been used on and off in the years since this comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that has to say is we're, we are excited about what the future of like DC movies looks like. And we once again, we think Superman versus the Elite could be a good source to pull from mm-hmm. for Cavill's big return as the big blue Boy Scout. And yeah, and uh, you should definitely be watching this movie, especially because, like I said, it's nice and quick. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's not going to take up too much of your time, and it's interesting. There, there's like, especially if you want to watch it and get an idea of like, oh, what are the elite like? If you're looking for something different than like characters that you're familiar with, this is perfect. And yes. I can recommend it. It's on HBO Max. Give it a watch. It's awesome. Caleb, is there anything more that you would like to add? Uh, just like we said, I mean, we said I'd give it a shot a lot, but just mostly because like since the elite were made like for this, you don't have to have, you know, 50 years of knowledge or have kind of like what issues the MCU can run into of you have to know 25 previous movies. Right. You can just jump into it and have a good time. So if that's if there's any way I can help sell this is you can just jump right in and enjoy it. Yeah. You don't need any like extensive lore background. It's just throw it right on. And I love that when I watch a movie, that's just one of my favorite things personally, but yeah, give it a watch, enjoy yourself and guys don't call it a comeback except you totally should because we are actually back. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Anchor, we're on your web browser, you can't hide from us. However you may try, we are everywhere. And we want to say thank you for being just the best listeners and for being patient with us as we upload new episodes and, well, get our lives sorted out, which we have. We're back. We're going to do our best to keep a pretty consistent schedule. And we just, we're excited to be talking about more stuff. So stick around, enjoy yourself, watch Superman versus the Elite. Thank you guys again. I'm Austin Cook. And I am Caleb McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys.